Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Tommy Boy. Unfortunately, howdy, a little bit under the weather today, so it's going to be me and a few guests here with you this morning. We're going to have Kyle Westwood from the NSRL on here a little later. We got the one, the only, not the one, sorry. We've got the ass, the only one over there uh, that can, can take that title, I guess, over our brothers over at Black and White Sports. He'll be on here. He's got some things to tell you about the network in general here at BW Sports 1. And then we're going to talk to Timothy Trowbridge, the electrical engineer for the A.J. Foyt team here in the Indianapolis, or the I'm sorry, the IndyCar series there. So a load of stuff to talk about. Ass, how you doing this morning? I'm feeling a little bit better than you are, I'm sure. I'm a little sore. I'm a little sore. We, we'll, we'll talk about the network, and then you were there to witness that yesterday. We can talk a little about my first day back at the track. Whoo, what a blast. That yeah, was fun. It was a good day. Uh, so, no, I appreciate you getting me on here. Um, we are kind of blowing up, I want to say, in our, in our own little way. Uh, BW Sports 1 is now not just on – Sunday morning and Wednesday nights, you know, we've been adding shows. Um, so Tuesdays we have actually the dynasty bros FF podcast doing an exclusive 2020 NFL redraft, uh, at seven o'clock. And then, so you say FF, not everybody yeah. knows what you're saying. This is a fantasy racing show football. here. Bad, all right. Bad. All right. There we go. Fantasy football. I got to be reminded that sometimes, uh, fantasy football. So all you fantasy football goers out there, uh, check out dynasty bros. And if you want to win your, win your next season, which I'm going to try to, if there is a NFL, um, I'm going to draw, I'm going to follow them and get my guys right. Really then good after their show, what? Go ahead. I was just saying, really good information coming out of those guys. A really good show. Um, not as uh, um, kid friendly as this show is. Uh, it's kind of like black and white sports. There, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some language. You're gonna get some stuff. So the adults tune into that one. It is a great time. Maybe your kids can tune into as long as you know you talk to them first. Let them know. Hey, there might be a couple earmuff times in here. Parental advisory. <laughs> there you, like you go. Say. Exactly. I just like to give a little heads up. Nothing wrong with it, but just so uh, we we don't stray people away and uh, right. freak so them the out. Five year old. Whoa. Yeah. Exactly. Say, Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Where'd you learn that uh, that word? BW Sports One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, you know, they say uh, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. That's not too good, though. Right. <laughs> Brandon Ferris. Good morning. Congrats to his boy Asher taking that win yesterday out at Whiteland. It was so much, so much fun to be out there. But you you keep going there, and, and we're going to uh, talk about that here in a minute. Okay. Then uh, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, we have Taco Tuesday with the one in the ass. Uh, we've had a couple – we've had a couple good uh, conversations on Taco Tuesdays. This week we actually have um, some eSport guys on there talking to us, Julian Thomas – is finally, you know, Gator Melon's finally going to jump back in on the mic, and he's bringing a head coach of a varsity esport team from a uh, university. So, um, very nice. Kind of interesting to see the uh, uh, dynamic, I guess, in inside an esport team. I, I I know myself being in i racing, what it's like to be on a team there. But as far as esports go, because I know he's into Rocket League and some other things like that, so. Um, kind of interesting to see how that'll work out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just as interested and intrigued as you are, honestly, because I've I've got little bits and pieces of it. Um, seeing a little video uh, about a year or so ago about what Jillian was doing, and you know, I was intrigued. So it's yes, it's definitely going to be fun to watch uh, and follow them. Hey, real quick, um, yep. somebody, we got somebody on here. If you can see the video, who am I? <laughs> I'm Brooks Tram waking up this morning to an earthquake. Whoa! <laughs> no, glad everybody's okay there. I saw him saying that. His wife's like, dude, you're lost. I don't know what you're talking about. There was no earthquake. No, there definitely was. It was a strong one. Hopefully everybody's all right there. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I, did, I got the notification. <laughs> yeah, I just got a notification on the phone. Thankfully, I woke up from my bed and uh, shaking there. Right. 
Right. So, so on Wednesday nights, we actually have, you know, the flagship show, Wednesday Night Live, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's always, you know, the fun show. Well, I'm not saying yours isn't or any of the other ones, but that's kind of like the. That was the, the original. The that's the OG group. right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the OG <laughs> show. There you go. <laughs> and then on Thursdays, we kind of flip flop the, the name every once in a while. Sometimes you guys would like this. It's pole position, but it's not P O L L or P O L E. It's P O L L. Um, so we put up a poll. You know, we talk about the poll now. What it's been more recently is couch talk, and we have you know some interviews on there. Uh, we talk a little bit of everything to everybody. Last week we actually were fortunate enough to have the man himself, Nathan Manis, um, from the UFC, on with us. He's finally got his debut fight in and victorious. So we're looking forward to uh, more more things to see out of him and. We kind of walked into an exclusive with him because we, every fight with him in the UFC, we now get a week before interview and the first show to do a post-fight interview. Very nice there. So big things happening there real quick. Jason Reese, I want to know more about that. That looks fantastic. Indy Ma okay, August 21st, 22nd. Happy birthday, Mom. We're going to the Indy Mile. We're going to watch some motorcycle racing, flat track action. I think that'd be pretty fun to watch there. Jason Reese, thank you. Guys, if you know anything going on like that, these uh, these maybe these smaller uh, things that I can't necessarily – I try to keep track of as much as possible, but things like that, Jason Reese, you are the man, sir. Thank you. Yes. And speaking of my last thing of the shows on the network, what's going on is speaking of August 22nd, it is the night before the greatest spectacle in racing that's not a spectacle live this year. It's, it'll be live, but on TV, unfortunately. Not for, not, well, not for people <laughs> such as ourselves that's not going to be able to be there. Um, I'm sure you and Timmy can talk about that more so here in a little bit, though. Um, but August 22nd, the night before SummerSlam... Super kicking it with Steven is our new wrestling show on the BW Sports One Network starting uh, August 22nd, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for all you race wrestling heads. There you go. I'm used to saying racing heads. I know, all you checkers and records heads out there, yeah, right? Alex Bergeron is on the show today. Look at that. I'm excited to see. I don't know how much you know about the uh, the dirt eye racing world. I'm sure you know that name. That sounds familiar as the Checkers and Wreckers guys went up against him last year. But I'm excited to see him. I believe he gets a ride, and maybe he's already taken it, but in a, uh, a real sprint car. So, again, kind of that crossover from eye racing into the real world. Alex, let me know if you got any more uh, information on will you, when you'll be taking that ride or anything out like that. So, what a, a Kraken is in the house. What's up, Cracky? How's it going? Cedar Lake last night. Josh, I got to be honest. I didn't catch it. My butt was exhausted. Have we ran down pretty much everything on the BW Sports One Network now? Other than you guys at 11. They know us, yeah. Every Sunday. If you're you know? tuning well, in. You got to end the week <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Or you start it. It's easy like a Sunday morning. Kyle's going, oh, my go. God, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening He's, to he's so – he's probably <laughs> wishing goodness. he turned his, his ears on mute instead of just his mic. But, right. Know. And uh, Bergeron's saying actually right now since he's Canadian, he cannot come down here, can't get that ride right now, but he's trying to get it here as soon as possible in New York there. So good luck, Bergeron. Let me know. Keep me uh, posted on that. I love, I love that crossover just to see – these iRacing guys that are that really good and get across over into the real world there and, and hopefully be just as good there. But uh, I really like to see that. We've talked about that before. And uh, let's get into it now. Kyle, you can join us in this uh, chat here. I'll even, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll bring Tim up here as well. Timmy, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. And you? Fantastic. Kyle, do you have a copy? He must have ran to the bathroom. He's still muted. We'll give him a minute. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you, of course, the one time I put my headset down for one minute. One minute. One minute there. How's it going, Kyle? Oh, not too bad. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. And you might know these names as uh, names that race on CWTV quite often. We got Timmy Three Wide Trowbridge and 
Kyle Reckwood here, but uh, really, <laughs> Kyle just his his knowledge in NASCAR is second to none here. Uh, some people would say it's a, a little bit of an obsession obsession? there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, you said it yourself, but so, uh, we'll, obsession, we'll... addiction, about the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sense. Exactly. And then whatever makes me feel better. Timothy <laughs> is gonna, you got a big week coming up, sir. Don't you? Yes, sir. We're starting it. We're getting ready. Starting getting ready. And for those of you who don't know, Timmy, uh, he, he, yeah, he goes three wide around the turns in, in the virtual world, but he's setting up the steering wheel for these guys at A.J. Foyt to take it three wide in the real world. So that's got to be an absolute blast. What's the the feelings like going into the the week here um, before the, the, the big show? Everybody's trying to just stay calm. Obviously, as you know, we we should have been uh, at Mid Ohio yesterday and today running, but right. uh, unfortunately, we had some stuff happen. Um, so really, we were all ready for Mid Ohio. We thought it was going to be a really fast turnaround, and instead, we've gotten uh, the whole the whole week this week and or last week, and then Monday, Tuesday this week, just to get kind of settled in. Uh, we're moving into the speedway <clears throat> on Monday and Tuesday, and obviously, we hit the track on Wednesday, and uh, it's all. Uh, Oh, getting ready, coming pretty quick, but uh, we've, we've tried to be patient as, as patient as we could be, as meticulous as we could be, as obviously this is one of the biggest races of the year for everybody. Um, this is the one race a year we really focus on the most, and I'd hate to say it, but the rest of the year is just kind of the rest of the year. Everybody focuses <laughs> on one race, and typically it's May, and uh, this year we're, we're, we're starting at the end of August, and uh, or middle of August right now, but yeah, it's uh, just actually pretty calm so far i think everybody's just getting ready to to have some fun and turn some laps at the uh the famous indy motor speedway so right now it's the calm before the storm if you will before all the stress and everything like that happens of getting that car set up getting on qualifying all those practice days ahead but man oh man before that all starts we're gonna get back to that indy car session here in a little bit but we had some exciting exciting racing and what three or four different classes yesterday alone and i'm i'm gonna start off i gotta brag a little bit guys because i i used to race back when i was 14 15 something like that and i finally grew the pair to get out there yesterday and put it back on the track and my goodness i was dead last in my heat couldn't stop smiling i was dead last starting in the the feature i couldn't stop smiling I even wrecked in the feature. I couldn't stop smiling. But it's just so much fun going out there. And, Tim, it kind of goes to, to play there. Is you get to kind of enjoy. The, it's your job. So I don't know. Is it that enjoyable constantly? I mean, obviously, you don't want to get in trouble and say no. But, I mean, I, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. Are you like that every day going in? Yeah, uh, most of the time. Obviously, uh I can at least reference probably 2018 Indy 500 and the 2019 Gateway race where at at the end of it, we're kind of, you're just so focused. You're not even thinking about what's all going on. You're just trying to make sure everything's going right. <laughs> right. But all, all the other races, yeah, it's unless something happens, which, I mean, stuff happens all the time and accidents happen. But, yeah, really, it's 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 always just, it's always having fun. Always trying to enjoy what you're doing and uh, have as much fun out of it as you can. Absolutely. And here's a little uh, crossover, if you will, from uh, IndyCar to NASCAR real quick. Big name in IndyCar, Tim Sindrick. Well, he's got a son that races in the Xfinity Series. Did you guys catch that race yesterday? Yes, sir. Kyle, I know I was you. Just waiting for somebody else to answer that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to comment on this yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you are here. Because I know this is this is your your playing field. This is your playground now. What do you think? First of all, let's talk about these Xfinity cars on these road courses this year. Really exciting racing. Yeah, I think the Xfinity series in general has been very exciting this season. But yeah, especially on the road courses. Over the last few years, they've just been, especially Road America, that's always been one of my favorites. But they put on a hell of a show there. Absolutely there. And Tim, I know you were excited to see Road America there as well. Did you think that uh, Almondinger had a shot there? I 
I'm, I was kind of torn because I was all excited to see Cindric up front, but it's always really cool to see the, see the dinger out, out doing his <laughs> stuff. I, I definitely thought it was going to be a really tight battle, and I was very impressed on, uh, on, on Cindric there for that last final restart to be able to hold off and get a good gap on Elmendinger to be able to hold on to it. Absolutely there. And just like I said, it's just showing so much excitement. And do you think, uh, Kyle, now with seeing the excitement that these road courses have brought, being with the, the addition to the IMS here on the road course, are we going to see more road course races in or possibly even a street course race with Xfinity? Oh, I think so. I think you'll even see it go up to the Cup Series as well. I know they're in talks of possibly looking into uh, street courses with the new car that comes out now in 2022. So I don't think we'll see it next year, but I know with the addition of the Daytona road course, the Indianapolis road course, I think they're uh, starting to realize that fans are kind of pushing more for the road courses and short tracks, so they're starting to uh, see more and more of them pop up on the schedule. I, I think back when uh, NASCAR started on the ovals and they, they tried to make this run to the, the road courses and stuff, the, the traditional fan, you either like NASCAR or you liked F1. And it was oval or it was a road course. So uh, a lot of guys didn't see the mer- didn't like to see the merging there of the road course because I think for a while NASCAR's road course races were, were kind of boring. But now it seems like these guys understand road courses a little better. These cars are a little more fit for the road course. Can you imagine taking one of those 87s out on uh, Watkins Glen? I couldn't imagine it. I no. don't know if I'd want to imagine it. <laughs> I mean, I think that just uh, goes to show, you know, we, we kind of talk about NASCAR kind of losing its allure and stuff like that. Kyle, don't kill me. But uh, um, I think, you know, with the addition of the road courses and maybe some street courses, like you said later on, that's really going to help NASCAR in, in a little resurgence here. I think so. I think a lot of it's just uh, a lot of the diehard fans, I think, are kind of opposed to the change. But I just... I don't know. I wish people would give it more of a chance to evolve with the sport. The sport wants to evolve. I think the fans just need to be a little more open to it. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I mean, Tim, what do you think is, as far as a setup? I, I, I don't know how much you know about a stock car setup compared to what you're doing in IndyCar, but to take these these cars out on a street course, I mean, how, how doable do you think it is? is or are they going to have to wait until this new car comes out with a different suspension? I think it's pretty possible. I mean, even if you uh, quote Mr. Uh, Cole Pern, he was just talking about uh, his transition from stock cars to Indy cars, how a lot of the basics and the fundamentals are still the same. Really the big thing, and a lot of fans I know have talked about it before, It's a lot of it's going to be on the ride heights. For us, a big difference is you go to a street course, you just need to add some ride height to the car. You don't need to be bottoming out the whole time as opposed to a permanent road course you're you want to get as much arrow as you can you get the car as low as you can as opposed to a street course you you bring that that car up quite a bit off the ground and as far as i know the cup cars can come up a bit maybe even the xfinity cars can come up some but it's really a big change is just needing to get some ride height in the car and i'm pretty sure they could do it i mean even look at uh, toronto when we go up to uh, the canada race every year they, we run with the uh, Pinty series, so we know cup car, we know the NASCAR cars can run on street courses. I'd love to see an Xfinity car come out with us to uh, Toronto one of these years. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty interesting there to see, honestly. Or honestly. And uh, I, I'm trying to think of the uh, the other instance. Um, oh goodness, I'm gonna have to to keep going on that because I couldn't. Uh, I've I've lost track there, but. Uh, um, you, you look at these uh, road courses, everything like that. And, li- and like I said, uh, you've you got to choose it right, though, because obviously you can't go, to, you can't take NASCAR to Detroit Belle Isle and think that that's going to be an entertaining race because there's not going to be any of that, that passing. It's, you have to get that kind of that wide course for NASCAR to, to really do its work. Well, maybe another checkers a record special event. Let's try and hit a car at Detroit. There you go. Got the sim. <laughs> exactly. See, that's what I do like about the sim. Is you is it is it a hundred percent? No. Is it is it fun to go out there and do things like that? Absolutely. I mean, it's a blast. But I'm trying to think. Where would you have a passing ability in a stock car? Just down the straight, really, isn't it? 
Probably yeah. Be, it'd probably be more fun than the brickyard. <laughs> well, create your own passing zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, coming from Wreck Wreckwood himself, there, it's when you create your own <laughs> passing zones, baby. No, that's good. Is uh, I mean, it's a it's a hard course for IndyCar to take on, but that's I I think these street courses in general are a little tighter, so it would be fun to see. But I think they, they on top of just throwing them into one, NASCAR knows that if they want to to play it right. That they're gonna have to make sure that this the track that they choose is gonna be a uh, a very entertaining track to keep it going. Personally, if I can comment here, I think NASCAR is doing the right thing. They're still keeping their fundamentals. They want to keep the Daytona 500 tradition and the ovals and stuff like that, but they're also trying to mix it up. And they're I think you it. have to, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I and I agree with you there. Like I said, I think NASCAR is finally on a. They've been on a downfall for a few years now, and I know a lot of people are kind of walking away from the sport right now for their own reasons, but I, I start to see, I, I think we're going to start to see a climb here in the sport, not only in because what NASCAR is trying to do here, trying to change some things up from what these older fans didn't like them doing, <clears throat> but also you look at the talent of last year's or, uh, or this year's rookie class in Cup, you look at the talent in the the next year's rookie class possible or you know the the next few years coming up and it's not daddy's money anymore in Xfinity this is talent all right you see some of those guys that come I up with daddy's money that's what i was going to say i knew you were going to say it the cup series yep they get to the cup series and then they just kind of fall off because that series isn't about more that one's more the, in the driver's hands it's not really a who's you your favorite driver in the Xfinity series money. My favorite, my least favorite. No, you're the one that you were asking. Turn one, he had a nightmare like yesterday. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Riley Herbst. <laughs> so th I think that's kind of one of those guys that you're talking about. But if he found his way exactly into the Cubs side, he would he would kind of fall back. But oh, for the most part, I do think that it, it's not guys jumping up and jumping ahead um, like we've seen before. And, and, and don't take this the wrong way, the Dillons. But it, it's kind of like they they had that money and they jumped in that Cup car. And now they're starting to produce a little, at least Austin is. But, I mean, it took them too long to really get there. Right, and I'd hate to say it, but honestly, I think the only reason you're starting to see Austin do a little better is because you got that new package that kind of levels it out for everybody. Well, and I think it, you, you put on a package that puts it more into, like, the driver's hand, a little tougher to drive. I think Austin starts to fall back a little bit again. Absolutely. And, and Tim, how much of, of – I, I shouldn't say daddy's money, but how much of, of that is a play in IndyCar? Because in F1, we see it a bunch. Is it is is it as prevalent in IndyCar as it is in F1? Because it really seems like you look down the line in IndyCar and you've got 20 of the top drivers that I think could drive anything. Really, it's it's not as bad. But as you kind of just said, we, we only have 22 to 25 cars typically. So it's a lot harder. It, it's not just going out there and how do I put it properly? It's it's not just trying to find field fillers. A lot of the guys that are in there, some people don't always feel that they should be in the right ride, but they're in the ride for a reason. It's not just because mom and dad or so-and-so sponsor threw a bunch of money just for the heck of it. Right. They've worked their way up somehow, some way. They've proven themselves in some, some form or another. It's a lot less likely when you've got such a, a smaller field as opposed to the 35 to 40 you see in the cup and Xfinity series. And and that makes sense. There. It's not really something I, I kind of put into play is like you said, it's, it's kind of more of a, a field filler uh, that they want these cars in the field there. And these back guys, you, you're going to have to get them from somewhere. You can't produce that top talent across the board, across 40 drivers. I mean, really you even see it with the 500 that, especially this year with 33 only so far confirmed with uh, dragon speed coming out. Yep. What was it yesterday or the day before finally getting that 33rd car? It's again, it's some people look at it as, Oh, well it's just a field filler, but everybody's looking at that tradition that 33 is, is our bare minimum. You don't really see as much just kind of field filler. Cause again, biggest race of the year, it's it, you got to really work to get in that field. It's not just cause somebody threw some money at it. Right. Absolutely there. So, we move on from the Xfinity race and good old 
Michigan on the Oval goes down for the first of two races here this weekend. I'm not going to call it a doubleheader because we were talking about this before as Kyle was choosing between an omelet and chocolate pancakes, but <laughs> we were trying, and that was a debate right there. But uh, took about an hour. <laughs> we were talking about uh, uh, doubleheader in NASCAR is completely different than a doubleheader in baseball over there at the uh, black and white sports world. Doubleheader means a little different thing, but obviously these guys aren't going to hop out of a car two minutes later and hop back in to uh, pull a doubleheader. you got to give them some time. Trust me, I understand that. As uh, I was exhausted, I can only imagine these guys going 500 miles, what they feel like. But my question to both of you guys here, can is anybody going to beat Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin this year when it comes to the title? That was a quick I'll, no I'll from Kyle. I'm going to leave it at that. That's nope. Tim, do you think anybody can catch those guys? Uh, I think it's all going to depend on how the final four fall. You can always have that gamble right at the end that somebody gets in last minute and uh, just, just gets prepared. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, we, we looked at Michigan today in that second of two races here this weekend, and the the question still stays. Does anybody beat the four or eleven today? Uh, I think so. After watching yesterday, I think if they can make the right adjustments over the night and get it a little better, I think Brad Keselowski might have a thing to say. And he was very close. He had that charge coming there on that last lap. Um, so, and and you know, let's let's talk about Keselowski here because he, maybe he's feeling a little more confident, a little more comfortable in that uh, that ride right now. He gets that extension. Uh, everybody kind of thought he was going to the the 48 machine. I, I mean, we've talked about it all year here. I've seen speculations across the board that Keselowski is going to be driving that 48. What were your guy? What was your guys' thoughts when you saw Keselowski got that extension there? Tim, you want to go first? It kind of reminded me of Pagano last year. That there's all the speculation of this and that and they're not performing how they want to be and, and they do one really good thing and that's and Roger Penske is a very smart man and very good businessman and he finds the right opportunity to, to break some news and after a big win like like last week at New Hampshire that was the perfect opportunity to say hey by the way we're extending it so it was just like Pagano after the month of May last year it was the perfect opportunity and I feel that uh, trying to dumb down the all the speculation of trying them losing Brad Right after a pretty big one like that was just the perfect opportunity to, to spread the word. Absolutely there. Kyle, what what were you thinking? So I was kind of 50-50 on it the entire time. I knew Brad, his first time with Hendrick, the experience wasn't great. He's had some run-ins with Hendrick drivers over the years. Been some bad blood there. Even earlier this season, him and the 48 got together, spinning Jimmy into the grass. I The further the season went on the less and less i was starting to think brad was actually going to get that ride and then he was just doing so well in the two car mid-season there i just i was starting to find it hard to believe he was going to leave yeah absolutely there and so not only did keselowski get an extension but jones gets the pink slip he gets seen the door after the end of this season and bell is going to step in in that ride and take over there kind of expected uh, it'd be hard to say that nobody saw this coming. Um, but at the same time, does that kind of open the door for Hendricks to take Jones as a and, and look at a young uh, team there? I think so, but I don't think it would be the best move. I think there's better talent out there right now to go after than Eric Jones, if I'm being honest. Um, I could see it happening, but like I said, I would love to see Reddick somebody like that Chastain get the 48 over Eric Jones absolutely there Tim what what do you think on that one uh I don't know just yet I know and correct me if I'm wrong here Westwood but but Eric Jones he's he's been pretty consistent he hasn't been a front runner the whole time but but he's been putting up some pretty consistent numbers just unfortunately not being all the way at the front I I gotta be a, a Jones fan here um uh, got some ties with girlfriend's current career with with some of his sponsors. So I've I've been around Jones and, and he's really cool. He's he's really nice, pretty really really good driver. 
I'd hate to see him leave, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about the 48 car. I don't know how how strong of ties to- Toyota has on him, and uh, see if see if they let him get away. But we'll see. I, I do think there's there's some pretty good talent that could fill that 48 car, but uh, don't want to see other current young drivers like that kind of get the boot. Absolutely, and no, I'm with you there, and that makes sense. And you look down at, uh, and Kyle mentioned it, you can look at Cindric, but Cindric almost has a place guaranteed for him in Penske. I would think, um, I don't know 100%, but I would think that, that he's going to wait for that ride to open in Penske. Um, then you look at Briscoe. Briscoe could be a good seat to pop into that 48 machine. I think he is a, a very good uh, candidate for that. But my next question would be, does Hendrick maybe toss around the option of just uh, fielding a three three car team? I honestly think that's where it's going. I think their performance has been, in general has been off the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think uh, before they fill the forty eight, and they might not, they might fill the forty eight and retire the eighty eight. Whatever they do, I do personally think they're going to go down to a three car team next season. Absolutely. Tim, what do you, I mean, let's, instead of just asking you what you think on that is this is again, a great kind of uh, relation to IndyCar is we've seen, let's use Ganassi as our, uh, our pointer here as that Ganassi team. If we were looking at that as Hendrick and say that three car was Hendrick's four car, that third car never really performed well. It was kind of just a, uh, a uh, car that was there to collect data and and help out the bigger two drivers on that team. Now, do you think if Hendrick was to take away that third car, he would be able to a lot more time? Obviously, the money's there, but the the time would that kind of uh, see its way and merge itself into victories? Then, yeah, I can I can kind of see it possibly. I know you look at uh, Ganassi did a, a big downsize from four to two just a couple years ago. What was it, 2017, 2018? Yep. Penske got rid of their fourth car, shrunk down to a three car. A, a lot of times, it does get to a point to where, like Kyle said, they're not always performing at the top of their level. Sometimes you wonder if they have gone too thin, and, and sometimes it's not a bad idea to maybe drop down one, take a year or two, kind of get your restructure get yourself back where you want to be and then start reintroducing just like Ganassi did this year with, with adding a third car again yep. and slowly starting to build up. Like I'd hate to see a, a fourth Hendrick car go away and only run three Hendrick cars. But, but if it means losing one car for them to be top of the game, top of the field yet again, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And potentially in, in a couple of years, maybe with the new car, they, they go back to a fourth car. I, I, I could see it happening. That's for sure. Absolutely there. And, and Brandon took the words right out of my mouth here is just like Andretti and, and Kyle, I don't know how much you, you follow IndyCar, but uh, Tim, maybe you could kind of give us a little insight on this is man, Andretti so strong last year. They, they, they have a great year. Rossi is in the, the running for a title and this year they can't hardly get a top five. Uh, they're struggling. Uh, is it Honda putting too much, uh, 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 I, you can't think it's Honda because you look at Graham Rahal's team or uh, Rahal Letterman, they're doing good. Ganassi's doing good. So is it something in Andretti? Is it five or six cars? Are they too thin? I could. I, I definitely feel there's something going on there because, like you said, that's a pretty big team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too concerned with uh, with Shank, obviously, because Shank is just kind of an associate and is getting some some help from him, but it's not considered a true Andretti car. But I'd say that that's getting pretty thin. I know for us at, at Foyt, sometimes, especially for Indy, the, the third car is, is definitely, you start to really stretch. Uh, you stretch all your resources and your personnel, and you bring in additional people. I can't even imagine having, having enough people to run that size of a team full-time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'd put it as as Honda per se, but at the same time, if you look at it, it, it could be just they've got too many strong drivers. I mean, you got Rossi and and Herta. You don't really have a true top dog over there right now. You've got so many guys that perform well, especially last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're they they can't decide which one to to give set A, which is the top priority. Set B is the next level down. It might just be 
too much internal fighting as well, if you think about it. Absolutely. I was wondering if, because that was my next question with that, with Colton Herta being signed, it seemed like they had to do something to keep him there at Andretti. They knew that that uh, that team wasn't going to be a team necessarily that next year. Maybe they weren't going to be able to fund it. So he was either going to walk to McLaren, I believe, or they were going to put that fifth car in in Andretti. He put the fifth car in, and since then, it's just not working. Yeah, like I said, I'm curious. Just, I mean, you see it with, with Ganassi is obviously everything everything for Ganassi is, is the nine car. The 10 car is, is obviously performing very well this year, but that's also got such a phenomenal driver with Felix. But, but everything, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, everything is always make sure that nine car is top of the line. You know that. And then a lot of, then it goes to, okay, make sure the 10 car has just as good stuff, but make sure that nine car is ready first. I'm curious if there's anything on the Andretti side that they can't really decide which one to go first, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're probably wondering why Marco's getting set A every week. Like, what is going on? Why is Marco getting set A, guys? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it is. I, Kyle, do you follow any IndyCar as, as far as that goes? I'll be honest with you, not really. I've... I'll, I'll watch it if it's on. If I'm flipping through the channels and I notice it's on and I forgot about it, I'll turn it on and I'll watch, like, the bigger races. Mm -hmm. I definitely watch. I watch the Indy 500 every season. Uh, I'll usually watch the season opener. Yep. But that's, that's about my extent of IndyCar, if I'm being honest. Well, hey, when you're addicted to something else, it, it's hard to go. Uh, I was going to use uh, something else, but that's not appropriate. But, yeah, yeah, it, you, you love NASCAR. It's hard to, to go anywhere else when you know NASCAR is going pretty much every Sunday. I'm with you there. Yeah, and you know, it's weird because I, I do enjoy all forms of motorsports. I just find myself tuning uh, in NASCAR. I guess dedicated on to just one, yeah. So Kyle's looking for a second TV if anybody wants to donate a TV so he can watch IndyCar and NASCAR at the same time. Just hit him up there. He'll gladly accept that. But my goodness, gotta love that. So Kyle, I'm sure you've heard of the name Tony Kanon, right? Yes, I have. So and I saw he just joined that SRX series that we He did. Ago. So that is something I'd like to, to ask Tim about. And another thing I'd like to ask Tim about here is Tony Kanan has come out, and this is the, the team that Tim works for here, AJ Foyt, and he said it's not right. Him and Foyt, it seems like, agree with this. It is not right for Tony Kanan, such a uh, uh, um, mentor to the sport, such a, uh iconic name in the sport to leave and be his final 500 without the fans that really made him so much today so tim is it almost a guarantee that he's going to be riding with Foyt, or is his name so big in the paddock there in indycar that he's pretty confident somebody's going to let him ride with him to be honest i haven't heard anything directly from anybody in in, in any position of power to, to be able to answer that just yet but I'm not going to lie. I would love to, to run with Tony for as many 500s as he wants to run because, obviously, as, as everybody knows, Tony knows his way around Indy. And as close as we came in 2018, I was just amazed how close my first full-time 500, being able to lead laps on pace and, and having a very good shot at the, 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 the win, I'd, I'd love to run another one with Tony, but we'll, we'll see. We... Uh, Obviously, with the way the season's been going, I think there's a lot of unknowns still, um, especially how our season was supposed to go. We, I mean, we were supposed to have three guys circulating that 14 car, and, and now it's so many so many unknowns because, unfortunately, all of the, the races that we were supposed to have uh, Mr. Bourdais in, the, the five that he was going to run, all five of those have been canceled. So hopefully one day we get him in the car here. We'll see if anything ha happens this season. Like I said, haven't heard anything just there, but... I don't know. I, I could I could definitely see Tony coming back because I really think that Tony has such a good relationship with with all of us at Foyt. I mean, with Larry, with AJ, with with all of us here, it'd be phenomenal to put him in another car, even if it's a third car. But like I said, we really haven't talked much about that just yet. But I do think that if Tony felt the need to go somewhere else, he definitely has the name and the, the resume at the Speedway to be able to get a very good ride at the 500 if he doesn't feel that the Floyd car is what he wants to be. He, he definitely has the pedigree, he has the resume, and he's got the, the really good sponsors, I think, to back him if, if he decided to go elsewhere. 
find a different car. Absolutely, Darren. And like I said, I mean, you you look at Tony Kanaan, he might not be the the best driver across all the tracks, but you put him on that that IMS and any given day, and I think any given car, he, he could do it for you. So, oh, for sure, he he knows his way around that that brickyard right there. That's absolutely. for sure. Since his first one there, he's he's always been quick at the speedway. Absolutely, there. And like I said, and I agree there. Tony Kanaan, like I said, he's he's such a name in the the sport, such an icon there. I, I do want to see him in there when I'm in the stands, when fans are in the stands to, to kind of, you know, wave goodbye to Tony Kanaan here at IMS. He, he deserves that. He didn't get the, the full-time ride he wanted this year um, to, to kind of wave goodbye to everybody. So I think he does at least deserve that. Oh, for sure. As, as big of a, a, a fan favorite as he is, as much as he, I know he loves the fans and the fans love him, uh, it's going to be probably one of the weirdest 500s for me to be able to see us have driver intros. And when Mr. TK is announced and not feeling the, the bleachers shake right. from everybody yelling and screaming, it's going to be one of the weirdest things. Absolutely there. And well, Kyle, I don't want to hold you up any longer here as I know you got an omelet waiting on you, whether or not you want that omelet or not. It's a, a question. Chocolate pancake still sounds so much better than an omelet. I'm not an egg guy. But uh, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add into the uh, the NASCAR segment? If not, I'm going to ask for your picks before you leave here. Uh, no, I think we covered everything for the most part. All right. So I got to ask your checkers and wreckers picks before you go and eat that lovely omelet you're going to wish was chocolate pancakes. But uh, So checker, <laughs> pick for today. Do you got one for me? I think Brad Kozlowski gets it done. Brad K. But I'll say he beats out Harvick today. All right. What about a wrecker? You know, I've been picking him the last couple times now, and and he's wrecked every race so far that I picked him. So I'm going to go Kyle Busch again. Yep, I knew that was coming. Do you have a dark horse? Uh, is Bubba Wallace considered a dark horse? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. He's been slowly moving his way up that finishing position leaderboard, I guess you want to call it. Absolutely. I think today he gets a pretty good finish. I think those are pretty good picks right there. If I was a betting man, which I am, I'll probably use some of those there. So I would uh, take Kyle's advice there. Like I said, he's he knows what he's talking about here. Will I see you in the DraftKings today? I'm going to remember. Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> I've been on a roll, the ones that I've remembered. I have not been. <laughs> but I mean, I'd like... Yeah, you've been stealing all my money lately. Trying, trying. <laughs> so awesome there, sir. And I'm trying to think. Just let him know, uh, obviously, CWTV Wednesday. What you got going on there and, and Tuesday as well? Yeah, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Last week, our season started for the NSRL series. Uh, we have our opening or, our, uh, I guess, developmental series, I guess you could call it, on Tuesdays with the truck series. Racing uh, Tuesdays at 11 a.m., is when practice opens then wednesday we have our cup series absolutely so check them out there if you want to get into the the fun and excitement over there check them out tuesdays you got to run with them first and then kyle will uh maybe if you're you're good enough accept you into that wednesday league to race with the big dogs there and check it out cwtv noon eastern there and it is always a blast kyle thanks so much for coming on today Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You have a fantastic day, sir. All right, Tommy, Tim, you guys take care. Thank you so much. Yes, you sir, enjoy you that omelet. No, I will. <laughs> he will not. No. <laughs> He's going to be thinking of chocolate pancakes the whole time. So, Tim, I'm going to go to Jason Reese. He asked the question here, do you think Kyle Larson will ever run the Indy 500? I got to say, I hope so. I really do hope to see him there over some time. Because I've, I've seen some some uh, comparisons between uh, Larson and Clawson. And we saw Clawson was pretty good at the Speedway, unfortunately, as, as we, we all know. We, we didn't really get to see him over there very often, very much, before everything happened. But right. I, I definitely, as good as Clawson was running over there, I would just love to see how well Mr. Larson could run over there as well. And you look at Larson, he just fits the bill for an IndyCar driver. You you look at NASCAR, those guys can be a little bigger, a little taller. Um, Larson's a small guy. Larson's that kind of horse jockey type that fits into an IndyCar very well. So uh, that that's pretty interesting. I saw a picture of one of your teammates, Dalton, out there. How tall is he? 
Dalton, I believe five nine okay the angle of this camera made him look like he was six foot something and i'm wondering how the heck you guys fabricate him into the seat because i know graham ray hall i think is the tallest uh driver out there him or joseph right uh, i believe it's between him and uh ryan hunter ray both of them are, okay. are pretty tall as well so yeah it's pretty interesting there and you know i i don't want to keep you too much longer because i know you're enjoying your last little uh calm before the storm here but i uh I saw, darn it, what was I thinking of there? Goodness gracious. We were talking about Ryan hunter Ray. Oh, Penske uh, uh, is going to take out his uh, team at uh, IMSA. He is no longer going to run that and has told Elio, has told uh, Juan Pablo that they can go find rides elsewhere. Do you think we see Juan Pablo or Elio back in IndyCar in a full-time ride? I will say I hope so because I know, what was it, 2017 was when the, the whole Elio and getting retired, moving to IMSA, I, I know how much he was pushing to not leave IndyCar, how much he didn't want to leave. I, I definitely, I would not be surprised at all to see Mr. Elio in, in the field next year, at least for a handful of races, if not a full-time, because I know he's going to try and push for full-time, but... JPM, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would I would almost think Juan's going to hang it up. And, and nothing again. I'm a big guy, so I'm not going against big guys here. But I don't know if Juan would honestly have a comfortable position getting into that arrow screen. Uh, it's... Uh, It'd be yeah, a tight it's, fit. It's definitely different. <laughs> That's exactly... Brandon said it, too. He might have to drop some, some good weight there, but... Uh, uh, how much has the car changed since Elio has driven a full-time ride? I know he's been in the 500, but Elio knows the 500. He knows IMS. He's like Tony Kanaan there. He, he's just very comfortable in any ride I think you give him there. But as far as a overall uh, uh, full-time season, how well do you think he would adapt to the new aero screen? And how well do you think he would adapt to a new car? Because one would only imagine... He is not going to be with Penske full time. I to, to answer your first question, the cars have changed obviously quite a bit because the last time that uh, Elio was in the car full time was just before the new uh, the new body kit. So they were the manufacturer aero kits. Um, so obviously we've lost a lot of downforce with was, those cars. Was it and still then the obviously DW12? now with the What was that? Was it the DW12 back then? Yeah, it was still the DW12, but it was the uh, the aero kits from Chevy and Honda, the differing aero oh, kits. Oh, yeah, 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 where they had, like, the, the body panels across, like, the tires and everything. It looked like a... Yep, 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 I'm with you. So he'd have to get used to that. I know he's ran the road course, Indy road course in 2018, 2019 in that kit, but and then he only ran the Indy 500. So he's ran, I think it was four races in that car now with the with the new aero kit. I will say it'll be a competitive disadvantage for him because obviously as, as most of us full-timers now we've uh, we've gotten we'll probably have what do you want to call it half a season under our belt with the aero screen All right so there's a little bit of a difference driving the car with the aero screen with with the uh, center of gravity change and all the, the more forward weight with the aero screen on the car but at the same time Elio is a wheel man and uh, Elio Elio now has to turn a car around any of the tracks that we go to. And really, there hasn't been many new tracks that Elio wouldn't know about. I guess so just I coming back to if they would re-sign Richmond, that uh, that would be really the only track he hadn't raced at. But then again, excuse me, I had the hiccups. Then again, nobody has. So Exactly. Uh, the only only other track I think it would be interesting to see Elio in the IndyCar that's different would be, what, Coda? That's true. That uh, did they race Laguna Seca when he was there? Uh Laguna and and Coda. Yes, that's right. Okay, so uh, two cr courses. I think Elio could do well on if he was able to to hop into the car and and really take advantage of what that car offered. Because it seems, and I don't know. Obviously, you know a lot more, but it seems like this IR eighteen, it, it does have a. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot more, but it's got more grip. It seems like it's more of a driver's car. It's it's definitely uh, definitely put it back into the driver's hands as opposed to all the downforce that the aero kits from the, uh, the manufacturer right. war kits were were having. Yep. So uh, very interesting there, Tim. You have been just a wealth of knowledge here. 
for this morning. I appreciate you coming on as you're relaxing before the the hurricane that you got coming of the Indy 500. Good luck out there, and maybe uh, I, I, maybe I'll, I'll talk to you sometime in in between practice and you sleeping. Uh, give you guys some updates from the Foyt team here in their 500 journey. Good luck. I, I want to see Kanan on the podium, if not win this one. Uh, I think he's got a great chance. And I think at the end of the day, nobody wants to see a new winner this year. Uh, we'll see. I'd like, I guess, a good good reference. Uh, look at 18. 18 was very different for everybody because, again, it was a brand-new aero kit. Nobody really had any testing on the uh, on the new car. Yep. This is a pretty pretty similar situation. Nobody's really uh, – I mean, you've got two to four cars, I believe, that have actually ran the Speedway in the Speedway trim with the aero screen, and the rest of us, we haven't touched the track yet with no open test. I know of Dixon and Will Power. Who would be the the other one? I was trying to remember if any of the Andretti cars were at that aero screen test too. No, it, just, it may have just been those two. It was just – I was actually lucky enough to go out there. It was just those two. And I want to say that it has changed, not drastically, but I, I think they have made some different updates to it since then. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. We, we've had a couple small updates, especially mostly with the uh, the cooling for the drivers. Right. But at the same time, every little piece they're adding is, is a little more drag or, or downforce, depending on how you want to look at it. So there have been a little bit of changes. That is true. Absolutely. So those guys, granted, you got Will Power, you got Scott Dixon. Two guys that probably need minimal time to really adjust to those situations. But you get a good gust of wind coming down that backstretch so that they didn't get it in the test. And you might get to feeling something new, as that's always something you guys got to think of there as well. And uh, Indianapolis, it, it can be a beast. It can be a beauty. One of the two, it's going to happen there. But like I said, I can't say congrats enough for making it this far. It takes a team so much to, to really – prepare and and feel this calm before going into there so congrats on that and good luck going forward i'm so excited for you i'm so excited for the team to to watch you guys through the month of august that sounds so freaking weird <laughs> oh it's so weird trust me i know <laughs> is it august yet that just doesn't sound right thank you tim and you enjoy the last couple days off you got here thank you sir and uh just a quick little shout out don't forget to check us out on uh the Monsters of Dirt, Fricks of yep, Pavement absolutely. Cup Series, tonight. Season 3, starting tonight. You going to get the pole? Uh, we'll see. I don't know what strategy we want to go with just yet. You, Daytona's going to be a either you up front handful. or you're in the back. One of the, You don't want to be in the middle, from what I've uh, gathered. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, we'll see how it goes. But uh, make sure to check them out on uh, Check as a Records TV, right? We're, yep. we're on you tonight. You, make you, sure to we check are. them out. We're going to have a blast tonight here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh thank or i should say thank you tim for hopping on here yes sir appreciate it and everybody enjoy Have get ready for that uh, month of august like you said right <laughs> i'm saying is it may yet <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> exactly it may's coming before you know it we'll <laughs> right? be back at the track again it'll it'll feel like it was just yesterday yes sir well thank you again sir thank you guys enjoy good luck what a fantastic pairing we had today with Kyle Westwood, Timothy Trowbridge, both on the show, giving their uh, just expert opinions and everything like that. Got to really thank those guys for coming on here and talking with me while Howdy's not feeling too well today. And thank you all for coming out and listening to us. Have a good old time here. Appreciate it. This is the time in the show where I get to make my checkers and wreckers picks of the week. You go ahead and make them with me there. I want to know your checker. Who you think's going to do good or win today? Your wrecker, not necessarily wreck, but not do as well as they should. And then I want to know your dark horse. Somebody that's not a top dog like uh, Harvick, uh, Hamlin. Bush, none of those guys, but uh, somebody like we heard Kyle's and uh, Bubba Wallace there. Um, so let's see who you guys got out for your picks today as my checker pick on the day. It's hard to go against them. I'm going to go with Harvick. I, take out the broom. Take out the broom. I really do think he's going to get it here. You look at the 
record pick of the day. And I got to agree with uh, with Westwood here. And I got to go with uh, Kyle Bush here. It just He's having a tough season. It's It's been a tough time here. And we'll see if uh, anything comes through on that. And a dark horse. Talked about him earlier on the show. He's had a decent season here so far. I'm going to go with Austin Dillon. I think uh, he comes back and puts it maybe in a, I, I want to say a top 10 here. So uh, appreciate all of you guys here. Record. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of people agreeing with Kyle Bush there. So we got some Chase Elliott uh, checkers out there. I'll tell you what. I see Brad Haldane chilling out in here. We'll get Brad Haldane's checkers and records picks of the week here. You didn't think you were going to have to do this live, did you? No, I didn't. Well, welcome, sir. Who's your checker pick for this week? I'm going to have to go with you with the Harvick. And... What about your uh, your record then? I say Johnson directs it. Johnson and then uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't think I have one. Doesn't have a dark horse just yet. Brad, I'll be right back with you here. We're going to have a fun one here. Hey, I'll keep you on here because uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they want to. Brandon said talk more about the race yesterday. I'm beat up. I feel it in my ribs. I feel it. I, like I said, I have some muscle in between my shoulder and my bicep that I did not know I had. And oh, yeah. it burns. It burns bad. Um, but uh, you were a Carter. You've, you've done this before. And, uh, Man, I hadn't, like I said, I, I couldn't stop smiling yesterday. I started, uh, I actually got the poll for the second heat, Brad. And I told him, I was like, can I take an EOL? He was like, I'm going to call you a chicken shit, but yeah, you can do it. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. I'll take it. So I uh, started at the back. I finished in the back. I just wanted to follow those guys around, get a good idea, make sure I was uh, running that right line and everything like that. Because I'll tell you what, <clears throat> the, uh, the weekend went, like, I got a, perfect example of how a race weekend goes as i uh started off uh, friday at practice we got there at 11 o'clock i didn't hit the track till about 4 4 30 because break issues it was either locking up or it wasn't giving me anything so i either couldn't go because it was just gripping so tight or i had absolutely nothing so that was a little frustrating we get it out we finally get it fixed and all situated. We go out to practice the first uh, run here. I get two laps in. I dip a tire and I throw the chain. It's like, oh man. So then I got to get it back ready for the heat. Like I said, I, I, I actually had the pull and then I start towards the, uh, I drop to the back, finish in the back there. And then uh, to the feature, went into the, the first, not the first turn, but the first lap around the hairpin that they have right around the, the three quarters of the way through the track. And yeah. there was a, just a few carts that spun it out in front of me. And that's when I realized you don't slam on the, the brake because you're just spinning it if you do. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that was – I mean, it was a pile up in front of me. I had to do something. I I, backed, or I spun it around, and I did uh, back it in. Got a little bend on the, the back bar, but, hey, it's all good. It's uh, all it took. But then I tried to pull it forward, and I got stuck in the grass. So I had to hop out, push it out, and – Got lapped, but held it, held my own. It was about lap 16 or 17 out of 20. And I'm over there going, man, we got to be about done. We got to be about done. I feel like I've been out here for a year. I am dying. (laughs) I need that's I realized right then. I, uh, I need to definitely, uh, get uh, a little better, better in shape here. I thought I was somewhat okay, but uh, yesterday was a, uh, Kind of a quick reality there. Yeah, you wouldn't think it, but it'll definitely kick your ass. Absolutely. Oh, 100% there. Yeah, it just throws you around there. And, I mean, I had, like I said, though, I had an absolute blast. Um, I'll tell you what, I actually raced against uh, Doug Bull's son out there. He races out there. So that was kind of cool. Uh, He's he's fast. He got around me with nothing. Um, And it was was just so much fun to – to go out there. I got the blue and uh, orange flag, and I think I held up a lap without uh, them actually, like, catching me. And then I gave it right over. I was, I was doing perfect. I wasn't like I was in uh, 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 racing there. You'd be proud. <laughs> I didn't just pull over and say, just go, just go. <laughs> yep. 
Well, uh, when the borders open up, I'm definitely going to have to come down and uh, come we'll give you a hand. Fun. Absolutely. There's, you've done some carding yourself. And you've been sending me. Uh, hopefully, I'm inspiring people to get into it. You are. It's just <laughs> I know what's going on around here because I did it when I was a kid. And I don't know how much there is left around here. Absolutely. I've, I've been out of that game for a long time. But, yeah, I remember doing that as a kid. And I used to have a, a little chest protector underneath because – to help with the feeling of your ribs the next day yeah. like with right the here in the seat right yeah. here really hurts brad i don't know if you can see me but whoo, baby, that's a little tender right there oh yeah because that's right where the top of the seat comes right? <laughs> absolutely yep <laughs> right on yeah if you I, can pick up like a it's not anything all that much it's a small little chest protector almost kind of like a kevlar fucking right body whoa <laughs> Dropping the F-bomb on a friendly family show. My bad. <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. I'm with you. I Somebody let me try one on, and uh, it just didn't fit me. Because when I sat down in the seat, it was, like, up in my armpits. Ah, uh, yeah. That that would, I've been driving elbows out. <laughs> Doesn't look right in a go-kart. Yeah, just make sure you don't touch tires like I did once. That was, no. Uh, that was right. Did you go up? Oh, yeah. I went up. I bounced off the kid's steering wheel, broke his hand, and uh, when it knocked me up, I started going nose down, and I was halfway out of the seat. Once Ooh. I hit, I landed, and the seat went right underneath my bottom rib, and I folded over the seat, and it slammed me back into the cart. There. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That's... Gotta love the good uh, carting stories there. I, I heard some decent ones out there yesterday. <laughs> One of the scariest moments I had it wasn't even a wreck. It was me blowing a motor up one of the tracks it was big hairpin and a big long straightaway and it ends in a chicane just as i'm about to hit the breaking point i put the valve right through the head so it just went, <laughs> and nothing i'm like uh, uh what <laughs> <laughs> right absolutely uh-oh i gotta pull this bad boy off that's good yeah, yeah absolutely carding is such a a fun deal oh, there yeah. i had an absolute blast and I, I know racing can can tend to be expensive, but man, there's there's ways to go out there. Get your kids to to knock on some local businesses. They got to get their names out there, and it's it's such a, a great community. I mean, you you hear that all the time. You you don't yeah. understand it until you witness it. Like I broke the jacket, the zipper broke on mine yesterday. I asked <laughs> Mr. Stone. He's out there. He's a Borelli dealer, and I actually posted their their. Uh, um, information on the checkers and records page he tossed me a jacket like it was not he didn't know me he's like here you need to use one here use it so yep. i mean just absolutely phenomenal out there um just a big shout out to those guys and big thank you to everybody because like yeah. I, I was ready to do the same thing one guy was like man i forgot my uh front hubs and i was like dude i got a couple extras if you need to use them and he found yeah. something else but everybody's just willing to to toss in and help out and and do what yeah, is needed there. Yeah, so. Especially when you're first starting and they see that you're just first starting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many people <laughs> came over to me. It's like, hey, well, you you need to do th maybe try this, try this, try this. So, yeah. And then they'll bring yeah. different tools. Like Brandon, he brought over a laser tool to align the clutch and the uh, the gear back there. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just such a, a good community. I don't know as you step up into racing, you're going to get more competitive. You're going to get guys that shut their doors and don't do that. So oh, yeah. live it up in karting. It's so much fun there, guys. And if, uh, if if you have the chance, just go check out a karting race because they are. It's, it was just uh, loads of fun, and they're, they're, it's quick action. And you, we I think it all started about 11. It was over at 4. So yeah, I, that that quick. You say that it's fairly inexpensive compared to other forms of motorsport. oh yeah compared to other forms but looking at it you say it's inexpensive somebody sees the the dollar figure oh. of what they're spending they're like that ain't inexpensive but no yeah. compared to getting into any other style of racing yeah i i would think outside of i racing that this is the the cheapest that there is yeah, yeah definitely until you see some of the, the bigger teams that end up showing up. Oh, that's coming. a little intimidating at times. They come with uh, a trailer, a hauler, 16 carts. I'm pulling out yeah. of an Odyssey one cart with duct tape <laughs> numbers, dude. Yeah, I get you. Trust me. Yeah. You know, they got the full they got the full rig, the setup, you know, computers, fucking oh, yeah, yeah. guys with, and just mechanics for every cart. And 
yeah, it's it's a little intimidating, a little discouraging sometimes when you see that. But then you but, go out and you're faster than him and say, wow. <laughs> not even just that, it, but you're just going out there and just having fun with yourself. You know, you're you're going to be racing and, you know, even if you're competitive, you're still going to end that race with a giant smile on your face. Absolutely. Yep, I did. <laughs> so. I, I, the only time I ever had a bad... <laughs> is when you flipped when out? Track when I was... No, is when <laughs> I... That same race where I told you that I blew up the cart. Right. It was really slow. You could tell it was on his last legs. Just you couldn't figure out why, and we found out why is because the valve, <laughs> the head wasn't too good, and the valve dropped and pushed and pissed it right back through the head. Yep. <laughs> and I was frustrated because I knew I was quick. I knew it was like a top five cart, and I started on pole and outside pole in both my heat and the heat races. <laughs> I dropped right to the back. <laughs> nice. It was just frustrating because I knew I could be up there, and then right in the feet race found out why. Right, absolutely. Well, Brad, thank you so much for letting me pull you up here and just uh, impromptu interview there. Yeah, it was unexpected, but hey. Usually you're terrible with interviews, man, and today you nailed it. You did a great job. <laughs> after a race, it's a bit different. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. That's Brad after a race there. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again, Brad, for tuning in. And I think uh, you're going to be rocking that uh, Pricks of Pavement tonight too, aren't you? I am. Well, there you go. Look out for that. I think all three of our guests might be in that same race here tonight. Brad, thanks so much for tuning in or joining in with us. Thank you all for tuning in today to Checkers and Records. Hopefully, Howdy gets feeling better, and we will be back to normal next week. Thank you all. You guys have a fantastic Sunday. I'll see you later on CWTV. Pricks of Pavement going on.